guys, welcome back. This is another episode of Truly Imperfect. This is Ayersbeth. And Pearson. And we have our very first guest, Ben Bytel. Hey, thanks for having me on. Mm, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's uh, great to have you with us. Yeah. Um, ben and I work together at um, a place that serves chicken and is closed on Sundays. Ah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. I don't know if we get in trouble or whatever if we say nah. anything. But Copyright strikes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so all right. So, Ben, uh, can you tell uh, the public a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, so, my name is Ben. Um, I was born in Colorado, but uh, was raised here in Indianapolis. Um, got two younger brothers, uh, great mom and dad. Uh, I was homeschooled. Um, thanks to my mom because she's awesome like that. So <laughs> yeah, uh, homeschooled through high school, then went to college, undergrad, um, business, studied business, which was good, and um, started working at Chick Fil A along with. Oh, I'm sorry, that place that serves chicken. Sorry. <laughs> along with uh, along with this Pearson guy. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> And finished up the undergrad, and now I am working on master's level work at um, seminary, uh, studying for ministry. Sweet. So, homeschool, what was that like? I mean, yeah. both public schools here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So My mom would have killed us yeah. if she would have done that. I think my mom would have killed my brother. And <laughs> Mine us tried, too. but no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, what was it like? Yeah, it was a good experience. Um yeah, you just get a really wide mix of homeschoolers. Um, you get anywhere from uh, homeschoolers who literally don't interact with anybody else beside their siblings. I feel or, like, uh, like then that's, some are normal. Right. I feel like that's the yeah. stereotype of mm-hmm. a homeschool. But then when I found out that you were homeschooled, like at work, I was just like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> like, that guy? <laughs> that guy? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because um, at that time, like, I hadn't met a homeschooler that was, I don't know, <laughs> outgoing. outgoing or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they just seem really, I don't know, to themselves. Yeah. Yeah, to themselves and you try to make a joke with them and they're just like, nothing, nothing, <laughs> like stonewall, bro. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. What is this humor you speak? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can laugh here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah, so, uh, my parents were great and my mom got us into a lot of different programs, co-ops, as in a gym program when I was younger with other homeschoolers so I was homeschooled but with other homeschoolers so you know uh collective homeschooling right so yeah it was it was good just you know got to hang out with other people my age get to know kids because they do have those programs but like Mm -hmm. like what do you think is like separates those kids from who I mean Mm -hmm. do all homeschool kids go to those co-op programs No. no no so those are the ones that are just stone walls some of them like yeah. Okay. And I think it depends on the groups. Kind yeah. of can depend on the group because yeah, um, depends on a lot of different factors. But yeah, I'm glad I was homeschooled. It was a good experience. Uh, I was able to learn at my own pace for a lot of it. Uh, my mom was great. Um, my dad, the principal, right? So <laughs> right. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, pretty fair. So it was good. Good. And glad. Yeah, I was able to interact with other friends. My mom was good to you know keep me engaged with society. Mm-hmm. So glad well, I had that. What was the reasoning for your parents homeschooling you guys? Yeah, um, it's a good question. I think the biggest thing would be 
yeah, my parents didn't see eye to eye with the philosophy of a lot of teaching of the public school systems in general. So, of course, yeah, I mean, public school system, um, you know, you get, it's a mixed bag like homeschooling, right? You get right. certain teachers who are, uh, you know, who are either politically, religiously, left, right, liberal, conservative. You get a mix, right? right, right. But, um, yeah, in general, it's probably leaning a more of a direction where my parents would rather have taught us you know, what they believed um, that was closer to what they believed than if I were to go to public school, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so... That's a that's a large part. Was was it more of like a a religious thing too? Like so mm. they can kind of teach you guys more of like what they believed religiously because public schooling doesn't, mm. especially in Indiana. I don't know. Now you you lived you were raised here, right? Yeah, in Indy. So a lot of Indiana is just like we're not talking about God. You can't like mm. you couldn't even bring your Bible to school. Mm. Like when I was. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say that's true. Um, I knew some kids who did bring their Bibles. Um, they did, like, read it in the bus, like, on the bus during mm. lunchtime. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say that you weren't allowed to. It's just that it's just a lot of different... It was a huge mix of different religions. And mm. I just think that the public school doesn't want to offend anybody because mm-hmm. they don't want a lawsuit on their hands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I just remember a specific occasion that, um, like, they they said, like, no, you can't bring your Bibles to school. Mm. And I don't remember if that was, because I, I was, yeah, because Cali- I split oh. schools. So I was was in California and in uh, here in Indiana. I can't remember which, which one it was for sure. But one, one of my public schools told me that we couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is a large factor, too. Yeah. Uh, my... Mom and dad, uh, Christians, um, and yeah, firm believers, um, more conservative uh, Christians, you know, as far as uh, their beliefs. Um, yeah, that was a factor. It's definitely a factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely was. So, what was that like growing up? Yeah, as as uh, in a in a Christian household and stuff. Yeah, I think you and I know kind of what it's like, but for yeah. her, it's it's different. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so um, my parents, uh, I grew up Baptist. My parents uh, come from a Baptist background. Um, and yeah, so. Which, what does that mean? Yeah. As far as, because um, yeah. Baptist is just another branch of the Christianity. True. Right. So yeah. what, is, what is Baptist specifically? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, so Baptist is a section of Protestant Christianity, um, which differs from. Um, Roman Catholicism and Protestant Christianity are two big branches, a big division of most Western Christianity. So most Western Christians can be broken down at either Roman Catholic or Protestant. Um, And so, yeah, so Baptists are a segment of the Protestant branch. That's kind of a segment of a segment. So, you know, we're kind of narrowing down. Uh, But even so, uh, Baptists are... um, yeah, very large denomination. So section of Christianity, it's yeah huge, and so you get people who can believe a lot of different things. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. so you're gonna get people who um, believe in the Bible, um, you know, believe what it says is true. That's across the spectrum of Baptist, but you do get a varying range of uh, beliefs for a large, you know, for a lot of the details. Um, so for Baptist, what it meant for me was yeah, my parents believed in the Bible uh, that what it says is infallible. It's true. Um, and they believed it is the authority for life. So, 
you know, if something in, um, you know, another area of life, another sphere of life uh, contradicts directly, you know, the Bible, you know, the Bible wins. Um, so that was, that was a large part of it. I meant going to church. Um, so Sunday mornings, uh, were, yeah, set aside for church, mm-hmm. um, for the large part, <laughs> you yeah, know, hey, right. there are exceptions. There was um, a couple of skip days. I yeah, guess. yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I meant, you know, believing the Bible, believing, uh, the gospel and it's, uh, yeah, believing in, uh, the person of Jesus and what he, uh, means for us living today. And so we believe that, yeah, Jesus is what the whole Bible is about. Jesus, which is the gospel, the good news. Um, yeah, that's Baptist, in, at least for, yeah, in a, a, a nuts- large part of it. Yeah. So, so growing up, um, yeah, so Sundays were, yeah, uh, church in the morning. Um, yeah, we would pray before meals. Uh, right. That was regular. Right. Yeah, you have to, yeah, give thanks. Um not that you have to, but yeah, we would yeah. set aside that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to think of anything else. That was probably the large part. I mean, yeah, my parents, uh, yeah, our believers are, uh, you know, they care about what they believe. So yeah, right. I mean, conversations, you know, when we're in conversation, um, yeah, we would bring the Bible and what we were learning at church, what we were learning in our personal devotion, um, bring that to play in, whether it be, yeah, relationship, friend issues, uh, money issues, you know. Uh, my parents, my dad, yeah, I wanted to tie in what we were really going through in life mm-hmm. to what we were learning about Sunday morning and in the Bible. Right. What about you? Yeah, childhood for me a lot was uh, was like that. So we didn't grow up uh, Baptist. We were just, um, we, we went to the Antelope Valley Church of Christ, which yeah. is a to this day, I still don't know what that means. If it's, <laughs> if it's just, you know, because cause mm. learning that there's a whole bunch of different branches of Christianity. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, uh, Baptist, Apostolic, mm-hmm. Catholicism, even though it's it's got its own things, but it's still Christian-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know exactly what, what I grew up with, mm. what it meant, but... Mm. Um, cause it was just, it's just church of Christ. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> so, um, because I would say, Hey, we're going to go over to, my friend invited me to go over to their church mm-hmm. and my mom and dad would go, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we'd go to church with, uh, with my great aunt and they're like, well, their church is a little different. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, same seemed about the same to me mm. what's what's well they believe in different things and it's just mm. like so to me it was just kind of like all over my head and that's kind of why i was just like you know what <laughs> like i don't want to go to church because mm. of all this stuff like i don't want to try to divide myself of mm. like a, of of loving loving god loving jesus kind of what i was raised on mm. um i didn't want to view different things but or offend somebody if I viewed something differently. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but as a kid, yeah, it was church um, every Sunday and Wednesday and Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of had that less, you know, it was more relaxed. Yeah. Where it was like, hey, on Sunday we're doing that, that scripture. 
how's everybody remembering it? <laughs> and uh, hey, on on Sunday, we're dressing a little nicer. Mm-hmm. We're a little lax tonight. This is more of just touch base. Mm. How's everybody's week going? Kind of mm. thing. Um, which was fun. I always loved going to Wednesday church because I got to see all my church people and stuff. Mm. Which that was, as you know me, like that's just kind of how I am with everything. Yeah. That's how I am at work. It's like, all right, cool. We're just doing chicken stuff. But I love the people that I'm with. Mm. You know, uh, that's how church was too for me. Mm. Um, prayed uh, before every meal, before we went to bed. Um, uh, my dad, my mom and dad both had, um, personal and together quiet time, Hmm. um, things like that. Um, and they're, you know, still active in those things today. They don't go to a church specifically because of, um, just because of politics and, Hmm. you know, people of churches and all that stuff. They kind of got, um. I think that the church kind of hurt them because they were very involved in the church in California. As a matter of fact, they moved from Indianapolis when they first got married to California Hmm. for the church. Their church in California called them and said, hey, like, uh, you guys mind coming and being um, youth leaders? And they were like, yeah, sure. Okay. You know, they they talked a lot about it and they they did it. Um, So they were really involved in the church. So. Um, and then they just felt like they were kind of being lied to and manipulated and, um, and they felt like the church was doing things that weren't, uh, what was right. Hmm. Um, so, um, so they just stopped doing their own thing It started doing their own thing. I feel like they said too, you know, in order, you know, to have your relationship with God, it was just something that I believe too. Um, that you don't have to go to a church specifically. Mm. I think it's great for to have community, and my my parents definitely missed that having community. Mm. Um, but you know, it's you know, I just don't believe that you have to go to a yeah. place to you know worship God or um, be with be with God. But that's where they're at. So um, that's how I grew up. Yeah. So what about what about you? You grew up a little <laughs> differently than the two of us. Oh yeah. So by default, we were Catholic. Mm. Um, my my family, especially on my mom's side, they weren't really religious at all. They did have like the Virgin Mary necklace and the bracelets of Jesus, whatever. Mm. And then. Um, my, on my dad's side, they were Catholic and they did go to church, but they only went to church like on Ash Wednesdays and, mm. you know, Easter or whatever. So it wasn't, they weren't really devoted. And then somewhere along the lines, I think, I think it was my mom. Um, well, her great or her grandparents were actually Jehovah's Witness in Mexico. So some of her family was Jehovah's Witness, and she kind of grew up with that, hmm. but then kind of lost, like, touch base with them when she moved here. Um, and then she got in touch with, like, a friend of a friend, and then by default from there, we became Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, we did go to church. Well, they didn't, they don't really call it a church. It's more called a kingdom hall, hmm. um, and that's where we went. We went every Sunday morning, and then... You go Wednesdays to have, um, they have like all these different books 
that we would go over and then Monday nights was Bible study. So we would have a specific book that we would read chapters from, prepare, read scriptures, and Mm -hmm. then, you know, kind of have a conversation of what we learned. So that's basically how our weeks went, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Sundays. Okay. Um, My thing, when we moved here, I know my dad, that was his goal to keep us as a Jehovah's Witness because he really liked the values now my parents did not go to church here. They, mm. It was just us. They were exempt from going to church with us. Mm. So <laughs> just drop us off by the door and said bye, and then mm. we'd pick us up later. Yeah. yeah. Now, I... Personal babysitters. Yeah. yeah or mm. Religious much. babysitters. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I enjoyed it for the most part. I think we were very sheltered, at mm. least my parents... Uh, my dad especially he didn't trust anybody he didn't allow us to do any sleepovers or go mm. out with friends or anything like that and that one episode of you know listening to music certain music and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. although like they were a little bit more lax about that but mm. i i'm thankful for my uncles on my mom's side because especially with me they would let me go out to the store with my other my younger aunt and we were able to see certain shows and watch scary movies. We mm. grew up watching scary movies mm. regardless. So I don't know. That kind of kept me from being way too sheltered. But my siblings were, oh, they are very, I don't know. They have a hard time opening up to new people. So mm. that's kind of harder for them. But the one thing is that we didn't celebrate any holidays. We weren't able to celebrate Christmas, um, birthdays, Halloween, mm. things like that. Which, which her dad's birthday is on Christmas, yeah. so it's like is it? it's like yeah. two things that. That's <laughs> like, funny. It's like oh, we could have a really good day, but I mean we were never big on <laughs> birthdays anyway in my family. We just did cake and, and a family gathering, and that mm. was it. So it wasn't like a huge event, but I mean, I as I got older, it kind of I don't know the same with his parents, and it's just there's a lot of like it became really clicky Hmm. so i did have friends but then it became to the point to where my family like we weren't poor but we weren't like as well off as other people Mm -hmm. so they kind of noticed that and the girls would get super clicky and it's like oh yeah we're we're not gonna hang out with her as much or we're not gonna invite her as much and with my dad he wasn't he was too strict to the point that i wasn't allowed to wear nail polish or Mm -hmm. makeup which i understand Mm. Um, certain clothes I wasn't able to wear mm. that the other girls wore just because I looked a little bit different than they did. So it was it was a really straining relationship. Mm. But my thing is I actually got baptized before I went off to college. And they frowned upon me going away because I was moving three hours away from my family. Mm. And so... They, I mean, after that, like, they just stopped talking to me, and I tried going to a Kingdom Hall because it was literally, like, it was, I went to USI, mm-hmm. and then up the other side was, like, a Kingdom Hall. So I had one right there, but the people there weren't as welcoming, like, you couldn't get in touch with anybody. Mm-hmm. It was just there for show, in my opinion. So... Now, if I were to go back, I would be what they would consider someone being expelled because I left the religion and I never really got back in touch with them. And then I got married outside. So I married what they called uh, a mundane person. Mm. And so it was, it's just, I don't know, there's a lot of things that 
are very iffy. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's certain beliefs that I have mm. that are still with me. Like, I personally don't believe that there's a heaven or a hell. Personally, um, I do think that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like that. Mm. Uh, we have a lot of discussions over that. There's certain things that I do think that are true to a point, but I also believe that, I don't know, like, I don't think they're the it religion, as they, they claim to be, that they're the one truthful religion. Mm. So, I don't know. I'm just very open to the idea. I'm, I think I'm more of a spiritual person than anything. The reason why I just think about that of like the heaven and hell thing to me is just because number one that was what i was raised to believe my whole life and then there's you know this this book so it's like all right the bible so i'm just kind of like mm. all right where where is this idea coming from and then when she comes in and says i don't believe in heaven or hell i'm just mm. like whoa mm. like, well, then what happens when we die mm. <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like uh so yeah to me it's just kind of like uh, all right you gotta believe in something hmm. so uh. i mean the thing with that is it's just that heaven is only for angels it's not really for people to inhabit um what we were taught is that god made the earth um essentially for humans to live in in a perfect world hmm. but then adam and eve happened and then he just said no more so then, you know, that's why there's disease. That's why there are all these things because he has let the devil kind of roam around and see if he can tempt people into doing bad things. But when you die, like he said, I made you from dust and dust you shall go back. Hmm. So you don't have memories of no. that's why there, people believe in like a afterlife. People believe in, you know, you were something before you were even born other cultures yeah so it's like i don't know like when you die like there's no you're dead to me like there you don't have your any thoughts like you're no longer in pain you're no longer suffering you're just you just die yeah i don't i don't know yeah so crazy <laughs> on life right like yeah. totally different yeah so yeah. And that's that's our marriage, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, we kind of just kind of keep this subject to ourselves. There's sometimes where we're just like, all right, you know what? I'm just like not gonna bring that up. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm very open. I mean, that like I said, that's what I grew up, and that's what I was taught. Mm. Um, now I do take when I read the Bible, I take it almost too literal, and I break it down. Um, now, I don't agree with a lot of the things. Um, I know that they forbade me from being friends with kids from school. Like, they're not your true friends. Like, mm. you can't have best friends. That's not a thing. Um, oh, you can't be friends with people who are homosexuals. Like, no, that's just, you can't do that. We don't believe in that. You're going to, mm. it's just all these little different things. And I mm. just didn't agree. It's like, no, you should be loving everyone treating everyone the same respecting them hmm. you may not agree with it but yeah i mean right. it is what it is hmm. so i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah so going back a little bit mm-hmm. um and not trying to put you on a on a spot mm. of as far as like nobody wants you know, that 
you know, go against your church here or anything yeah, yeah. like that. But yeah. do you notice, like, clicky things in your church? Like, kind of clicky people or, like, things that people who might be there just for show mm. or something like that? Because, I mean, that's huge for me. Like, Same. as far as, like, you mm. know, this person goes to church only on Easter and only on Christmas. Mm. Like, that's it. Or, yeah. or the occasional once a quarter kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just, like, something that just, ugh, I don't mm. know. Yeah, you're like, uh, are you in or are you out? You're right. You in or you out? What do you What do you believe? Why do you believe it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So um, our church is always open to visitors. I mean, that's what something we wa- always want to be open to. Um, so, yeah, we want to be able to say, you know, you don't believe uh, the things that are being taught here. We're glad you're here. You know, we're glad you're here, listening to, um, you know, our uh, you know, where we're coming from, listening to, uh, at our church. So yeah, we, we definitely want to be open to visitors. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, yeah, clicky people. Um, yeah, I mean, I praise God that I, it's not, there are not nearly as many people in my, you know, specific church, um, who do that. You mm-hmm. know, I have not noticed a consistent pattern of that. You know, there are the regular attendees and members who are there. Yeah. Virtually every week. Um, and you know, the occasional visitors, right. Or people, you know, there are a couple, I can think of, you know, a couple people who, yeah, you know, you see them every once a month. Right. Right. You know, right. So yeah. yeah. But f- by and large, yeah, people are there. Um, and they're there every week. So yeah. Well, that's hmm. good. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, as far as like a consistent basis, as far as, uh, as being good to your, to your fellow people people mm-hmm. um but also on a consistent basis of you know what you believe mm. and and things like that's that's big to me especially when it comes to um you know to god because i think mm. i think and there's only really one answer you know i mean we'll find out one day we don't know for sure what that answer is you believe it's one thing i believe it's one thing she believes it's another thing mm. you know um so i don't know i just uh... yeah i feel like religion is it's tough to talk about like mm. i know like i would get into arguments with some people i used to work with and mm. it's like it's their way or the highway kind of deal mm. and it's like well i mean I get the point of view, but it's like, I can also see this person's point of view. Hmm. So I don't know. I just, I feel like religion and politics are always tough to talk. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But going into that, you just went on a mission trip, right? Yes. To India, which you, so your plan of going into India was with your church, right? Um, It was actually with a different church that my pastor has partnered with. Um, so gotcha. my pastor used to be on staff with. Okay. So still like same. Yeah. Really similar. Yeah. Okay. Really similar. So Baptist? Was it? Um, or, no. Or um, Baptistic. Okay. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say very Baptistic. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So you went into India, which yeah. is, which is a country that believes in, um, what what's their main? Yeah, I mean uh, the majority is Hindu. Hindu, right, mm-hmm. right. So you're going over there, trying to spread the word of the gospel, the word mm-hmm. of Jesus, the word of God, 
to a country that doesn't believe in that sort of thing, right? Yeah, by and large. So, tell me about that. How was how was that approach? Like, mm. what was that approach like? Mm-hmm. The approach to it. Yeah. So the approach to it was um, we, my team, and I were there um, as a booster shot, you could say, as a fresh piece of energy to the churches and pastors in northern India where Mm -hmm. we were. So we in the group um, were going with local uh, pastors, you know, from the actual churches. So they have their churches, you know, they're from India, actual Indian pastors. So we, uh, we, us Americans, us crazy Americans, would (laughs) go with them to different villages and go to these, you know, people who the pastor a large part were in his church, or if not that, uh, several people the pastor uh, knew as just neighbors or had connections with. Um, and we, on the trip, um, would go with him, and we just hang out. A large part of it was, um, yeah, just spending time talking to through a translator, um, talking to the locals who the pastors had connections with. So mm-hmm. you know, really just trying to you know, get to know them for at least, you know, hey, you know, how many uh, siblings do you have? How big is your family? Who's the family household uh, head? Uh, who's the head of the household? Um, so we would do that. Um, but then it was uh, a large part of their culture. And I mean, a lot of cultures, uh, probably most are storytelling. I mean, everything storytelling uh, is a, you know, mode of communication. So us, the Westerners, we would have the translator with us um, and he would translate we'd have a um, Bible story, uh, Bible devotion, and yeah, tell the people uh, who we were, you know, the pastor's connections, we would tell them a story from the Bible and invite them to um, believe in the Bible and believe in Jesus specifically. So we would have that invitation, so try to get to know them, but mm-hmm. tell them what we were about. Um, and yeah, so we would have that time, and uh, that was our m- method of, you know, spreading the gospel was, hey, let's help the pastors who have these connections you know, reinforce we have, them. yeah. So we would reinforce them. Yeah. And we would also have events, um, at the end of the days, um, kind of more general, um, community events. They were called compassion kit parties. So we would give out, um, tangible, physical needs, goods, uh, you know, so some hygiene goods and everything, uh, but also have more storytelling and, uh, Bible stories, uh, at the end of the night also and invite you know the pastor's connections and people from the churches to those also so it's inviting people in to hear these stories and working with the local churches and the pastors who are there in india okay yeah did you have a lot of pushback no by and large we did not uh yeah the people were yeah super welcoming actually super friendly okay yeah because i feel like if a group of uh hint Hindu mm-hmm. uh, Indians, yeah, we're gonna come over here mm-hmm. to try to teach us, you know, their religion. Yeah, and I feel like we'd give a lot of pushback. Mm. Like if we were to go, if they were to go into like a Christian community, yeah, kind of thing. I feel like they would give a lot of pushback. Mm. Like so, that's that's mm. you know, kind of my curiosity there mm. is if they're like, whoa, 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 we've been taught and. To believe this one thing, yeah, our whole life. Now, did you have a lot of people that were um, non-dominational um, religion already? Mm. Were they already kind of like, 
you know what? I'm kind of <laughs> open to whatever I'm told. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Or, you know, or, you know, okay, what you're saying makes sense. Mm. Or were they like people that were like, all right, I'm strong on, on Hinduism. Change my mind. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we were in northwest India, which is largely Sikh, actually. So their religion is largely uh, the Sikh religion, not Hinduism. So it's actually uh, really different. So to that point, Mm-hmm. It could have looked a lot different if we were going into more Hindu homes. We did go into a couple, um, but a large part were Sikh, which, yeah, are um, a different religion altogether than Hinduism. So um, so I think that was another thing. I mean, yeah, from, from what I understand, they're a lot more open to hearing about the Bible, hearing about Jesus um, there than a large part of Hindu, or, or you know, many Hindus. Right. Um, so I think that was a factor, too. Do you think- and, uh, and one thing I would... Uh, say is I do wonder how it would look if you know you you know somebody you know your neighbor or whatever is a pastor or you know so their religious representative the religious head of the Sikh community here in you know Indianapolis right. or something right. so you already know him and he's like hey check out my friends see you know what I mean even that sounds different doesn't it right and yeah. just guys coming to your door yeah so. absolutely so it's like <laughs> the Jehovah's Witnesses not knocking on your door yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, hmm. I just find that crazy. Like I, hmm. I think that's awesome that like what you what you did and what um, your pastor's church partner church yeah. did. Um, <laughs> church connection. I think that's great. I think it'd be you know something that's I think that's you know really cool going hmm. over there, hmm. um, like that. Um, but again, like I just can't wrap my mind around if another country were to come over here and kind of say yeah what they what they believed would be like you're crazy you're crazy yeah yeah like well, i don't I know that i might be like the american mentality that's what i was really just about, about to say it, because yeah. if you go to other cultures i feel like they're more welcoming to you mm-hmm. um at least that's what i get i mean but anybody that i meet that's a different culture from me myself mm-hmm. like i feel like they're more welcoming um now I feel like they're more welcoming if you are open to kind of like their ways and then they're kind of op- more open to your ways of life. Mm, give and take. Yeah. So I think a yeah. lot of that is a give and take. I just think the American mentality is I'm just going to, it's my way. I'm taking <laughs> more than giving. Hmm. And that's what they're viewed in other countries. That's how they're viewed. Yeah. And I feel like if someone were, I mean, even today, if we see a Mormon knocking our door or even another Jehovah's Witness, I don't even open the door. Mm. I'm just like, I'm going into my room and they can mm. just leave. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so what was, um, what was India like personally for you? I mean, other than the, uh, mission trip itself, like, yeah. would you go back? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, it was it was a really good experience. So yeah, people were welcoming, friendly, yeah, super hospitable. In yeah, the northwest area, right where I was. Right. Um, yeah, people were yeah very welcoming and hospitable in general. Uh, food was great. Yeah, I love the food, and yeah, the people were people were great. So, my, par- my parents yeah. would be all over you about the food. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> oh, they they love Indian food, but yeah, I mean, they're they're vegans, but they. Uh, but it's also predominantly vegetarian. vegetarian dishes, right? 
I think there's a... Yeah, so they don't more, eat beef. A lot more than here. Uh, yeah, they don't yeah, eat beef. They don't eat beef. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that makes a difference. You count cow out, that's, you know. Yeah. That's a third of it right there. Right, yeah. So. And yeah. do they do pork? It's a good question. I feel like a lot of Indian mm. people that I know don't eat pork. No? Okay. Yeah. I can tell you for sure. Where we were, uh, most of the dishes were chicken uh, that we were mm-hmm. eating, us mm-hmm. the... Um, on the trip, on the mission trip, we're eating chicken for a large part of it, chicken and uh, naan. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, did they have just cows everywhere? Yeah, cows are everywhere. Yes. Uh, almost hit a cow while we were driving. That was fun, going down the highway at 60 miles an hour. The I was just kind of dozing off, and then all of a sudden our bus swerved, and I looked up really quickly, and I was like, what's going on? And there's the cow, and, you know, as we had almost hit it. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, close call with the cow. So, yeah, they were definitely everywhere. Um, yeah, the cow's revered in Hinduism. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because they're looked at as a god, right? Almost, like, like untouchable. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's high on the high, very respected because of their religious beliefs. It's so crazy to me. Yeah, like, like what? What is it about about the cow for them? I mean, do you do you know? I think a large part of it is their their belief in reincarnation. Um, I think that's a large part of it. Uh, thinking that the cow is high up on the reincarnation ladder, mm-hmm. and so it's. I think some of it might be like if you kill a cow, you're killing somebody who is almost a human. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I think it's some of it is that. I think that's Which, I mean, cows for the most part do represent a lot of characteristics, human characteristics. Yeah, I mean, like as far as the herd. You know, this, yeah, the herd and, mm. you know, mm. their, their feelings and everything. And I just, I don't know. Mm. I feel like they're. Well, I feel like I mean, it's definitely of... not human. Mm. Like, yeah. you, you know, but. I think you know. it's kind of like how vegans view all the animals. Vegetarians view the animals. Like, yeah, but they don't worship them. No, but it's more like, you know, they don't want animals to suffer. Like, they view them as, like, I don't know, like a... A living thing. Yeah. A li- yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely see that and agree with that. Like, I don't agree with it as far as worshiping yeah. them and things like that. But, um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Bible says, you know, we uh, as humans are called to have dominion over uh, creation, over this earth. So what does that look like? Yeah, what does that look like? And does and that I mean just making sure you can just take, as kind of you mentioned, all the profits for yourself? And, or, yeah, is that caring for what's been entrusted to us, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, yeah, you have to wrestle with what that looks like. Right. As far as what we're doing now with, with animals and our food and things like mm. that, like, we're not taking care of them. Mm. But, I mean... They are tasty. Tasty. Yeah. <laughs> you got to wrestle with that for yourself, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Cool. So, we were having this conversation, and one morning, it was a Sunday, and I, I'm, I turned the TV, I was waiting for her to get ready, mm. and, uh, and I turned the TV on, and it was on ABC. You were just looking for the sports channel, weren't you? Yeah, it was just, you know, I was just, I don't know. I was going to try to, yeah, catch NFL Today or something, but it was 10 a.m., so mm. so I was, I think we were going to breakfast with your 
family or something. So turn the TV on, and the the channel that it was on last was ABC, mm-hmm. right? And ABC, which you're not home on Sunday morning, so you probably wouldn't know, <laughs> is Joel Olstein's big channel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that guy? How do I feel about that guy? Or or just just that in general, like mm. the TV pastors, mm. you know the the book pastors and kind of the tour, mm. you know. Yeah, they're advertising on this on his station. Mm. You know, hey, get your tickets for Yankee Stadium. Mm. He's selling out Yankee Stadium. Mm. One time I was. Again, flipping through the channels, you guys are gonna think I'm just watching this guy, but I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm not. Yeah, he's following you. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, uh, he was in Detroit last time too, at their baseball stadium, hmm. sold out and on the field, whole stadium filled with people hmm. and seats on the field. And I'm just like, that's like, that's like fifty thousand people right there. 50, yeah. His church. Is Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Hmm. If you look at it like that, like because it shows that angle where yeah. it's like that top corner. Yep. <laughs> it just shows the whole... It's an arena. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I want to kind of get your opinion of, do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? Because it could be viewed as a good thing. If you look at, church, if you look at that view mm. and you're seeing 18,000 people mm. in a... In an auditorium, yeah, that he's seating, and you're like, man, that is eighteen thousand people in that one community that's just praising, praising God, hmm. doing all the right things. But then if you stop that thought, mm-hmm. look at the other side of it, hmm. how much money is behind that guy? Hmm. I don't know. I just kind of want to view your, hear yeah. your thoughts on that. Yeah. So we have to look at, um, with everything, right, what is truth, right? Because right. that, that plays into uh, that, right? So you, you look at this, um, yeah, Joel seeing the mega pastor on TV. Uh, first of all, I want to evaluate, hey, is what he's saying, you know, a politician? Is what they're saying, uh, your, your friend, your family? You want to you look at them and say, hey, you know, is what you're saying true? Can I agree with you? Right? Mm. Can I either nod my head yes, or do I have to shake my head in disagreement? Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, for me, I have to look at that, and uh, the authority, uh, the ultimate authority, has to be the Bible. It's been uh, tried and tested. Uh, I know it's God's word. It says it's God's word, mm-hmm. and it says it's uh, all that's needed uh, for life and godliness can be found in Christ. Can be found in the Bible. Is to be found in the Bible. So I look at that. I have to look at that as the ultimate authority. So I have to look at that as the ultimate authority. Uh, over even what I think, over my culture, over however popular a man is in his culture, the Bible trumps his authority, uh, trumps that person's authority. So looking at that, um, you know, I want to look at what the mega pastor is saying. So is what he's saying, um, is it under the authority of the scripture, God's word? So that's first of all what I want to look at, right? That's mm-hmm. what I want to look at. And I also want to look at uh, what is God's word say a church is to be about it's about uh the bible it's about believing in jesus but what does that look like i mean so it's obeying all of what he said right and it's believing in him jesus uh that he is able to save me but then you have to look at 
if you're a good person, if everybody's a good person, uh, why would I need to go to church? So it's the Bible. You have to look at it as the whole scope from the beginning of the Bible in Genesis to the end in Revelation mm-hmm. to see uh, why we are here. As you mentioned, uh, Arisbeth, you know, the Garden of Eden, man's uh, fall, uh, Satan in his um the evil that is in the world. You have to look at what that means. So it's a whole picture, right? right? So you're looking at the whole thing. Um, So for me, yeah. And what is a church also? And Jesus says, take communion. This is my body. He takes a piece of bread. He says, do this in remembrance of me. Take bread, take wine. Remember my body and my blood, which was beaten and poured out for you. Uh, Do this in remembrance of me. And in Matthew, the end of Matthew, he says, after he has been killed and raised from the dead after he dies and is raised uh, he says all authority has been given to me go into the whole world make disciples baptizing them in the name in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i've commanded uh, you and surely i'll be with you always to the end of the age so he says so right there you see he says take communion um, and in remembrance of me and uh, baptize people and teach people so what does the church need to be doing? It needs to be taking communion, needs to be uh, baptizing, because that's what Jesus says we're to do, and it needs to be teaching. So I look at that. So if the TV church, if I look at that, and I can see people who are on fire for the God who's found in the Bible, who love Jesus because of what he saved them from, sin, uh, the fall, and I see people who are actively doing good, and responding to that and being baptized and engaging in the church um, and being uh, engaging in communion, if they're doing that because of how God has loved them in Christ, I think it's awesome. So, right. you know, you have to match that up. Um, right. So then you asked me about, you know, a certain specific pastor. Do I think he's saying that? Uh, yeah, that's another discussion, right? So right. Uh, is what they're saying matching that? Now, right. yeah. my thing that I look at is how they're living. Mm. Because I feel like as a pastor, you're supposed to be a humble person. Mm. You know, you're supposed to be relatable to people now. And you're supposed to probably live a certain way of life. Yeah. And to me, it's, you know, live comfortably because obviously, you know, God is providing for you if you're, Mm. you know, spreading the word. Mm. But I feel like a lot of people monetize that so much that Mm. when you look at the way they're living and then other members of their of the congregation or of the church are struggling it's like are you not supposed to take most of the money Hmm. to help and fund and maybe like fund like mission trips or yeah you know donate money to those in need Hmm. but then you see a guy because i'm pretty sure he has what a mansion oh yeah yeah like to He's, me to me yeah. that kind of turns me off. Yeah. To those people. Like it's mm. you don't need a mansion. Mm. You know, you don't need a luxurious car. Mm. I mean, it's probably nice to have, you know, mm. it's probably a nice home. Yeah. But it's like do you need that? Isn't that like we're supposed to live a certain way mm. if we're worshiping? Yeah. So his his net worth is reported to be Forty million and sixty million in two thousand seventeen. It's a little bit more than I have. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Because when when was that big? Because to her point, when was that big hurricane or flood or whatever in Houston, which is where he's based? Ago. Was that a year and a half ago? Was it a year and a half ago? 
Maybe so 2018. Yeah. Might have been 2017. Early Maybe late 2018. It was during football. Couple season. Years, it was during yeah. it was during football season. So maybe it was a couple years ago. Yeah. So he the big report, and I don't know how deep into this it's true or mm-hmm. whatever, but he like said he wasn't gonna open his church doors to community or whatever mm-hmm. people who needed in or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what it said, but I know that was that's to me I. I've never looked much into the guy, and then when I heard that, and I was like, "That that mega preacher dude," hmm. and they're like, "Yeah," and I was just like, "Oh, seriously? Hmm. He didn't open his doors to people in need. People in need, and hmm. you know, he's got he's got this huge church. He's got a, a you know basketball arena, hmm. yeah, <laughs> for a church." Yeah. You know, and so to me, to me, he feels more like a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, just the way he talks, where he's just <laughs> like, you know what, you can do it. Yeah, you can. You just have to look at yourself, and get in touch with Jesus. Yeah, and I just, yeah. I just don't feel it. I just feel motivational speaker, mm-hmm. multi-million dollar traveler author here we have him joel Osteen, everybody you know mm. so i don't know i i don't know that's just to me um yeah yeah i think uh it is wise yeah yeah you have to look at uh, who's teaching you and yeah his uh way of life right because mm-hmm. um the bible does call those teaching uh to a higher to a high standard uh, to yeah, live yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. there's there's so, yeah, there's no one who's going to be perfect. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, absolutely, no one is going to be perfect. You know, none of us are are, are Jesus or God or, or anything of that matter. We're all gonna, we're sinners. We're sinners. Yeah. We're all going to mess up in mm. in one way or another. Yeah. Every day. You yeah. know, whether we even know it or not. Hmm. You know, and so that's why, to me, I have to. I, and I think that's why it's very difficult for me to find a church, my parents to have found a church. Mm. Yeah, I got to believe it from somebody, you know. I got to mm. believe it that that guy does try the very best he can to not be – obviously, he's going to mm. mess up, right? But mm. just the very best that he can to know where he messes up, when he messes up, mm. why he messed up apologize for his mess ups Hmm. and you know and i and i forgive him but those guys who just who i've seen as pastors before who you know drive fancy cars or maybe doing something else with the money that they're receiving for the church um You know, to me, you know, I don't know. That's that's where it is for me. For yeah. me, it's the big churches nowadays. Like, is mm. there a need to have, like, a big play gym for the kids? Mm. Is there a need to have, like, a swimming pool in there? Or even, right. like, the Danville, recently, they were trying to raise money for a new church. And what was it going to have, like? They're turning their church into a church slash community center hmm. which is cool but it's got new gym yeah soccer fields a new cafe mm-hmm. 
huge auditorium that they're trying to build and it's costing them millions of dollars to, mm. to get this but and they're out there racing that money for it yep. and everybody's again is all for it and everything and they're just like oh this church needs this the community needs this and which it's again where where do you divide that line of okay is this good this is good for the community this mm. is good for the people this is good for um, the church and you know this is good but at the same time, like it's like, where do you separate it that this is for God? Yeah. And where is this separated for? This is a business. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know what I'm saying. And to me, like their 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 pitch yeah. just felt very, mm-hmm. oh, very. You know, Money. you can have your birthday party here. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have. We're going to have all kinds of great stuff for the kids to come in and do this and do that. And it's just like, oh, mm. I don't know. Mm. So it sounds to me like, yeah, you're... Because what's your church Financially. Like? So am I right? And one of the biggest things that you're looking at is, will they misuse finances? Yeah. Right. So right. a large part. Right. Mm. I mean, what's your church like? Do you guys have a gym and do you guys have a... Oh. Got an outdoor hoop. <laughs> An aquatic uh, center. Yeah, and... we got we got a basketball hoop tied to a light pole. Uh, there we go. See, see, to me right there, that's a church. Or like church bands nowadays too. Like mm. they they have a band, and it's like, what happened to like the piano? Do you, does your Does your church still anymore? like get up and sing as a as a community? Yes. As a, as a you know congregational as a worship. congregational worship, we yes. get up and we sing, but. Hello, folks. How are you on this wonderful Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. Please turn your songbooks to page 563. Yep. We're going to sing Hallelujah, God is Here. Mm. You know what I mean? And then not have the band in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you know? Yep. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It, the... just, it just seems more of like, how can we get the people here and have a good time? Rather than how can we get the people here and actually preach what and we and understand yeah. the word of the word of God? I, mean, I don't know. Mm. That's just where I feel like it's like churches or you know, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. You've hit some really really good points. Um, the churches, yeah, primarily the work of a pastor is to build up the saints for the work of ministry. So the pastor is there, uh, should be there, and pastor and uh, the elder team, which a uh, church should be led by an elder team because you have one guy in power, you have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. He has all right. the financial ability, right. you have to look at, you got to be very careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a, so a, t- a church should be led by a plurality of elders, and you know you have to look at the, I have to look at the Bible, and that's what the Bible actually says. That's why, you know, that is true though. I mean, even, even though church to me should not be viewed as a business Mm. but at the same time there still is revenue coming in Mm -hmm. and if you just have that in one guy's hands Mm. you gotta really really trust that guy Mm. that's why you gotta have board of directors Mm. you know and it shouldn't be one guy it It shouldn't be one guy you're right you're right the board of elders right and so as far as yeah so the pastors are training up the congregants for the work of ministry so 
the pastors are there to say, hey guys, this is what the Bible says and this is how it affects your life. Where you're going to that place that serves chicken every day but Sunday, right. you're going to that place, <laughs> you um, need help. I mean, you need, I need the Bible. So the pastor is there to equip and train people uh, to send us out. So in that sense, um, largely, so what's the focus? The focus is you have somebody in your congregation who works at the local gym. You have somebody in your congregation who teaches at the local school. They have their job. They have their area of influence already. You know, they don't have to, uh, you know, go stand out in a cornfield, look up to the sky and say, where's my calling? Right. You know, like, yes, right. we should be looking at what God would wants, uh, wants us to do with our lives. But we have jobs. We have jobs. We have families. We have mm-hmm. uh, schools. We have a community. The pastor, you come together as a church, and the pastor is to help train and equip by God's word um, people to go out and live. So in that sense, is the focus primarily we have to get the community into our doors? Mm-hmm. Or is it we have to make sure that the people in our community who are here, uh, yes, we want people to come in, you're welcome, but right. let's let's make sure the people who are here who have an influence in the community are equipped for that influence according to the Bible, right. according to yeah. the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, I... I feel like, yeah, I feel like a lot of churches are just asking the wrong questions. I think, mm. it, I feel like for the, for ch- big churches, it's more of quantity mm. versus quality mm. in that aspect. Mm. Because if you have quality, eventually you'll get the quantity, but it's like a quality. Like you'll get more people who actually want to be there. Mm. Versus like, oh, like they have a nice gym. Or like, it's, if you're a member here. Right. Yeah. Member benefits. Yeah. It's like this thing that we're doing at, at work, right? The team member care, hmm. right? And we're trying to get every, we're trying to find every team member's niche. Mm-hmm. Where they where they belong, where they, you know, so that they feel like they're, they want to be here, right? Mm-hmm. They want to come to work. That's, you know. My goal, right, mm-hmm. with work is to try to get everybody to be, you know, wanting to come to work, mm-hmm. right? I think that's what churches <clears throat> need to be asking is how do we get people to want to come to church other mm-hmm. than being like, dude, what if we put a fancy gym in there? <laughs> yep. Or what if what if we had – because then you're just going to get those kids coming in mm-hmm. they're like, I'm just going to church to ball. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I don't know. Yeah, which that's an interesting. You know, it's kind of close to home. Uh, I know somebody who did become a Christian, or who um, was a nominal Catholic, but who um, really personally um, committed their life to Jesus uh, and became uh, a Baptist, became a Christian, Protestant um, through basketball largely. So he had a friend who. His church, um, they had a basketball program, and so yeah. you know the guy I know, he butted up. So it's, it's interesting. I'm all for things yeah, like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I'm all for things like yeah, that. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you know, you know, we have a church league basketball team. Yeah, you know, we you know we have competition where mm-hmm. you know something that interests them, speak the word of God to them. Mm. You know, get them to believe something that or or think about something that we believe. Yeah. That gets their minds. I'm cool with stuff like that. Hmm. I'm cool with stuff like that. Like we had, I played church league basketball in high school, yeah. and it was not in a fancy gym at all. Hmm. Like the <laughs> church had this gym. It was, you know, it was, you know, a decent sized gym. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, it was a cement floor, like it wasn't okay. hardwood floor. Yeah. It was one court, nice, two baskets. You know that. Yeah. I mean, that was it. It works. It was one of those things that it's like, hey, the volleyball net's up. <laughs> We're not taking it down for you guys to play. <laughs> yeah. You know, full court ball here. Yeah. So, you know, two half court sessions. That's how it was. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how. But this, the way that you know this church is trying to go, they're like, yeah, man, we got six courts. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Are are you, are you the YMCA? Yeah. Or are we, you know, uh, the church? I get, I get trying to bring people in, mm. you know, yeah. and, and the community base. I understand all of that, mm. but to me, it just yeah, the balance, the, ba- you know, the where, balance. Where, of where it. are you balancing in? Yeah, the focus, the primary focus, right, of the church is should be uh, the word of God. So yeah, what does that look like? Right. Yeah, it's not primarily to have a good time. I mean, you know. Uh, God's word promises uh, that, you know, in God's presence are pleasures forevermore. Mm-hmm. So for the believer, uh, there is good, um, yeah, and there is eternal good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it, but yeah, so, and or is that the focus or is it just, hey, we need people here to have a uh, fun basketball game? Right. Yeah, so what's the focus? Right. Um, you have to be careful. <clears throat> you have to be really careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like how how do you be careful? Like mm. how how do you do that? Because yeah. if you don't grow like this is the that fighting question that yeah. I'm sure a lot of these churches have is like if we don't do these things, our church is never gonna grow. Mm. Right. And if our church doesn't grow, then we have less people who are believers, right? Or mm. we have let and if that's your point of making a church, of being coming a big like a mm. church, right? Mm. But I just, I don't know. To me, I just don't believe that you got to have these big extravagant things. Yeah. I, I just, you know how the, how, yeah. how when you were a kid and you always, you always did something wrong at the wrong place or the wrong time. <laughs> and your parents always said, Hey, there's a time and a place for that. Mm. This isn't it. Mm. I feel like, I feel like churches should start bringing that in, mm. that motto, that mantra into their their churches. You know what? Mm. There's a time and a place to have basketball. Yeah. Sunday mornings ain't it? <laughs> you know, at this church, mm. you know, we're we're a, we're a community. You want to be a part of it? Awesome. We welcome everybody. You know, fire marshal's gonna have to tell us we can't have this many people in here. That's the only way we're not having that many people in. I'm all cool with that. Mm. But, you know, how do we get more people? What if we have a gym? Mm. A, uh, no. Yeah. You know, cut that out, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Call, call, call me old fashioned, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But I see, I see, I think that's why, you know, my parents and, and I haven't done a church thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. So. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. And there are a lot of solid churches out there who, uh, that do, uh, believe, uh, you know, the philosophy that I'm, uh, you know, trying to present and yeah, my pastor is great about it. I mean, so our, our church is not large. It's not really big at all. Um, we, 
uh, are smaller now than we were probably 15 years ago, really. So as far as numbers, you know, you'd look at it like, oh, wow, this church is really, really, you know, in a bad place, right? Right. Um, but, yeah, my pastor is... Uh, only been there for three years also, so he's you know newer, so we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, I'm praying that we would grow, right? So right. people can hear the word. Right. Uh, but what's he focusing on? You know, so since he's been there, uh, his focus is on, our church has had a solo pastor model, so his, church, his focus is we went through a book of the Bible, uh, 1 Timothy, that's focused on what a church looks like. So we went through that, and he went through that and uh, said, hey, you know, pray over elders right that we right. would have them. so that, that you know he's growing it into you know instead of what a uh ceo you know main guy leader having a team right so he's trying to prep for that uh, he's trying to uh, build into us right so what's his focus his focus is on accurately you know digging into the bible so if it's you know a wednesday and he could either try to yeah get construction plans for a new gym or better interpret and understand um ephesians Right. right, our book of the Bible for the for Sunday. Yeah, he's gonna dig into the Word, and be training and building up. And, you know, he's pressing into prayer meetings. Right, mm-hmm. what does the Bible says we need say we need to do? Just pray. Yeah. So yeah, so he's pray he's pressing into that. What the Word of God says, um, and that's the primary, um, yeah, primary attention. Um, and yeah, for big churches, I, I think it's wise to pray and yeah, consider how you can be a light in your community right we have to be Um, but it's also i think super important you look at how can we help those in our congregation who are lights i mean you know no man is an island you are you are in your community right Mm -hmm. so how can uh, we as the church best uh, facilitate um people living life right uh who are you know going and making disciples uh, and yeah that great commission in matthew 28 uh, the go and make disciples, it's, uh, it can be thought of as, as you go, mm-hmm. make disciples. It's, you know, Jesus is saying, as you are going, as, you know, his disciples specifically, but us uh, who are uh, Christians today, as we're going, making chicken, as we're going, uh, teaching, mm-hmm. make disciples. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, super important. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love it, uh, too, just to... Uh, I'm excited, you know, I'm excited to be a part of that. I, I want to be a part of uh, a church that is focused on, um, yeah, building up the saints for the work of the ministry. Who are here in the congregation? Um, yeah, Lord willing, and, you know, hopefully it's a big congregation, yeah. right? right. Uh, but it's also, yeah, if it's a, hopefully we'll be able to handle it, right? Better people who are trained in the word uh, yeah. as a 50 you know, person, whatever odd congregation, then a huge congregation with one pastor where people are given motivational speaking. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And having, you know, no idea what to even, what they went home with. Yeah. They're what like, they're going home mm, with. They're like, yeah, mm, that's, that was riveting, man. <laughs> but, uh, I didn't get anything. Mm, I feel better. I, Maybe. yeah. Maybe. Like I feel more confident, but mm. I don't feel like I know God any any differently. Yeah. 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 And the thing that's so sad is that there's so many of those kinds of churches out there that it turns people into, no, I don't believe in God. Hmm. You know? Oh, why not? Because every church is just a big old business. Hmm. You know, or every church is just, I don't know what to believe. You know, there's so many, there's so many different religions out there, hmm. you know, or there's so many different you know, things out there, what's right, what's wrong, Hmm. you know, and 
You know, that's I've been stuck in the middle of that. I mean, I, I remember even when I was younger, when I we were still going to church um, with my parents, and I, I don't know, I was I think I had just moved here, and I was so I was like eleven, maybe twelve, mm. and I said to my dad, I said, Dad, so there's like all these different religions like out there. There's like Mormon, and there's you know I don't, I don't know what examples I gave him, but yeah. Um, you know, Cubs fans. Yeah, there's Cubs fans. <laughs> there's you know, guys who fight. You know, and then there's us. Like, how do we know we're right? Mm. And he said, "Well, we have the Bible, son." And I was like, "So, how do we know we're right?" Well, it's like the story that um, I remember that someone said is there was two kids. Um, there was they were praying. It was during a war, and they were praying for the soldiers to come back home safely. And then one kid stood up and said, "Well, what are isn't the opposite like side also doing the same thing, praying mm. that they win and that their their soldiers go home safely? Like which one is which? Mm. Like it's kind of like there's always going to be more than one perspective and things, right?" But it's also, like, you just also have to see at the person. Like, I feel like if you're a good person and you're following what the Bible says, I mean, it does matter what, you know, what you believe in as long as you truly believe in it and you truly, like, live, if that makes sense. Yeah. The Bible does call us to uh, an extremely high standard. Yeah. Ten Commandments, right? Who is completely follow them all? Right, no right. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, my only hope for, um, yeah, righteousness, hope, uh, peace with God is because the Bible says, you know, if you've broken the law, right, you're a lawbreaker and you're at uh, war with God. And I believe, you know, that was me. That's everybody before. Um, yeah, at one point in our lives, we are going against God. We are saying, hey, I, you know, you are God, uh, you are God, but I don't believe that because I want to go after what I want. I want to um, hate people in my heart. I want to even be prideful, right? Just think yeah. that, look like I'm the best person. I, I want to go after my own uh, and not you, God. So we rebel against God. So how do we fix that? Um, yeah, it's Jesus completed um, the work, all the work that needed to be done is was accomplished by Jesus. He lived the perfect life uh, and died the perfect death so that I can live. So I put my faith that the only standing I have before God is that God looks at me and sees Jesus' righteousness imputed to me because of my faith in him. Uh, so and all that's, and that's Christianity. That's the gospel is that God reaches down to save people. Whereas religion other religions are man has to do something to get god's favor mm -hmm. we have to reach to god somehow uh, but the gospel is god reaches down to us so that's my only hope for righteousness is that that is the only hope that we are uh, believing that jesus saves mm -hmm. and yeah <laughs> that's that's my only hope um my only hope for peace with god because god's word you, know, you believe the bible it, it is be perfect you know, do this is god's standard be perfect because I am a holy, righteous, perfect God. Be perfect as I am perfect. I can't match that. Jesus did for me. Mm -hmm. 
I believe and trust in that. Right. Yeah. Which is great for me because uh, now I have peace with God through Christ, and now He is working in me for good works, mm-hmm. which He has prepared in advance for me to do. Uh, so I'm saved, and you know nothing I can do can change that. <laughs> um, and yes, I will mess up, but God's working in me uh, for good. Now I can go to uh, Chick Fil A and you know actually love those who uh, get annoyed. I'm annoyed with right every day. You know, right. there's somebody at, the, at, at that shift, right? There's somebody right. At, yeah, there's someone at there. that one restaurant. You know, closed on Sunday. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You keep messing that up. I know. <laughs> Nothing is fine. No, I'm sure yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and I love it. I love that. And that I can press into it and, yeah, learn exactly, you know, so why why are we commanded to do things, right? right. What does that mean? What does right. it look like? Now we can dig into it. I can yeah. dig into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's where I, you know, sink in at. It's, it's just, you know, I don't care what what you think, what you believe, who you are, you know, what you're color is or hmm. what your sexual orientation is I don't care I just I just try to you know <clears throat> love you for who you are and um, hope that that you know whatever happens that we're okay that you're okay you know then hmm. you know just just love you for who you are so do you have anything else no I mean, no. Do you have anything else? <laughs> anything else is uh, you want to touch up on? Touch up on. I would say, yeah, that yeah, I'm called to um, be truly loving, right? The Bible says love, but what does that look like? It's not just saying everything is okay. It's you know, if I am, if somebody is, I'm driving with you in your truck, uh, and you know, you're 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 kind of you're. I can tell your mind's not into you driving, so you're kind of looking at me. And I can tell you're just heading right toward a wall, right? Uh, now, if I just if I slap you, yeah, it's gonna cause some immediate pain. You're gonna feel immediate pain. You're gonna hate me for a second, right? And you're gonna say, "What was that for?" You're gonna look up, but you'll slam on the brake and be saved from you know crashing into this wall. So what I'm doing it will cause you pain, right? When I right. shake you and say, "Hey, wake up and start driving," so um, like that, you know, you have to look really carefully at what love looks like, and right. that is painful. Um, and it means causing pain, right? And saying right. hard things. So in that sense, I have to call things out that, you know, I believe in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So people, a lot of people uh, don't believe in what the Bible says. So I have to, I'm called to say, hey, you know, there is wrong. There is right. Uh, there is a standard, right? And I'm to pray ultimately that God's the one who's going to work. I pray that God's going to work, but um, I speak, right? I right. say, hey, uh, you know, this is, this is wrong. This uh, sin in your life, um, this it's adultery, right? This um, yeah, hatred you have toward your fellow man, it is wrong. You need to, you need to change, right? So I right. can't just sit by the sideline and say, um, man, yeah, uh, you know, I can't just sit by the sideline and hope, and you know, just just yeah, sit idle, right? Right. Because God's word, God's word does command us to love. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Well, Ben, it's been real. Pearson and Aerosmith. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you. Deep combo. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Catch so, me on the TV pastor circuit. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think we're going to wrap things up. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening guys. And we hope to see you next week. I am not sure if we'll have a guest. Yeah, we will. We will. All right. Yeah. Well, we will let you guys know who that is. Um, but hopefully it's grace. She's going to be. Oh, is she? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's for sure then. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right, guys. Well, um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. So, Truly Imperfect Podcast. We do have a Twitter, but like I said, Twitter is dying in my opinion. You might as well just delete it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We, you can also email us at trulyimperfectpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think. If you would like to be a part, just let us know as well. Um, We'll sure we can pencil you in. And Send us a resume. Yeah, yeah. resume. Absolutely. <laughs> um, have cool. a great week, I guess, and see you guys next week. All right. See ya.